It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. No, baby, that's for somebody else. We're just going to keep you right where you're at right now. The Wrestling Realm presents Break It Down with Brian H. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to this episode of Break It Down with Brian H. I'm your host, Brian H. Waters. This show, of course, is brought to you by The Wrestling Realm. That is, of course, me and my brother, the real Dwayne Allen. Make sure you are subscribed right here on YouTube by just hitting the subscribe button. Or if you're on Apple Play, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, you name it, we're there. Click the subscribe button and rate the show. I can't I can't stress how important that is. Rate the show, please. That helps us climb in the rankings and comment. Let us know because I got a lot to talk about. So, folks, you prayed. I prayed. We prayed. It's the top rope this week. Let's get right to it. Going up to the top rope. It's time for this week's top rope segment of the week. Ladies and gentlemen, he is back. Roman Reigns announced that he is in remission. I'm going to go ahead and say it. God is good, folks. Like I said, um, each and every week that I would mention his name, I would always mention that I'm praying for him. Was I the biggest Roman Reigns fan? No. He grew on me over the years. He was somebody that the more and more I watched him, I said, you know what? He isn't as bad. We always talk about the Royal Rumble of... 2015 that was the year Roman won and I was one of the loudest people against it because I wanted to see my guy Daniel Bryan win it was a moment I didn't think we would get and when I tell you one thing that's true wrestling has taken me on a roller coaster this past we could say these past five years from not wanting Roman Reigns because I wanted Daniel Bryan, uh, Daniel Bryan having to retire, coming back, becoming WWE champion. But just as right around when Daniel Bryan came back and was really in the thick of things, Roman Reigns finally conquers Brock Lesnar, something I had been waiting for to happen. Wanted it to happen at WrestleMania 34. It did not. But then he finally did it at SummerSlam. And I was ready, ready. I was like, yes, okay, he's the champion. Now I'm ready to see a Roman Reigns run. Unfortunately, we didn't get that because that's when he announced that his leukemia had came back. Something he had been dealing with for 11 years. And it got to the point where he couldn't compete. 
But this past Monday on Raw, he came out and let the world know that he was in remission. As his shirt says, we fight, we overcome, we believe. You look at, and one of the things he said that people, the WWE Universe have must have put the prayers, have been working overtime praying because he said he got so many prayers. So I was really happy about that. Shout out to my boy Kahara listening. Kahara has been the biggest Roman Reigns fan. We used to get in tons of arguments at ESPN when we worked there together because I said, no, Kahara, Daniel Bryan needs to win the title. That's the guy I want to see. And he's like, nah, man, Roman's getting that belt. Kahara said it. What was it SummerSlam 2014? He said, watch come WrestleMania, Roman's getting that title. But then one of the things we saw that was great was him coming out and hitting a Superman punch as Dean Ambrose, we'll get into wrestling here. Dean Ambrose took on Drew McIntyre. And after he lost Lashley and um, it was Lashley and Corbin came out and came to attack him, you know, and it was all this beating up. So you may remember the night Roman made the announcement. That's when Dean turned on Seth Rollins. But last week, they kind of teased something when Rollins first, or a couple weeks ago, when Rollins asked Ambrose, well, maybe last week, week's starting to mix up. But first, Rollins had, Ambrose told Rollins, Go slay the beast. Then he asked Rollins, why didn't you help me? So it lets you know something was coming. And then on Raw Monday night, we saw Roman and Seth come to the aid, dare say, of Dean Ambrose. But they didn't do the shield pump. They didn't do the fist bump. So that right there lets you know, okay, where are we going with this? Who knows? So... Like I said, I'm happy Roman's back. Um, God is good. What can I say? If you don't know that, then I hope you do get to know that. But let's get into SmackDown. So, there's a lot of people not happy. As Kofi Kingston, he came out there. They was doing the official contract signing. So, we kind of thought we knew what was going to happen, right? New Day coming out there they partying and i mean they were celebrating kofi kingston finally getting his moment never seen this before for a contract signing really shaking everybody's hands it's finally happened after 11 years kofi kingston is going to get that opportunity to buy for the wwe championship but then vince mcmahon came along and said no it's not happening Because I got somebody more qualified. Somebody who's going to be more box office. And he brings out Kevin Owens. So a lot of people didn't like that at all. Rightfully so. So I thought about it. And I I was texting my boy Kahar. And I told him I'd talk about it on the show. Vince McMahon is trolling. He's been watching. One. So here's the. Let's think about this, right? Vince McMahon is watching the internet go on and on and on about how the WWE 
doesn't have a has never had a black champion, right? So, what better way than to remove Kofi Kingston? Now, here's my thing, because there's also rumor and innuendo that Vince McMahon is seriously considering putting the title on Kofi. So I said, okay, so if you want to get this guy over and you really want to make sure that he's not some fly-by-night guy, that this isn't just a phase, you take him out of the title picture to see what type of fan reaction. You saw black fans. You saw white fans. Fans of all backgrounds literally upset. How often do you see a return of this caliber? This is Kevin Owens, former WWE Universal Champion. How often do you see a return of this caliber not get that essential pop? So, that's what I noticed. And I said, Vince is trolling. He knows. Think about this too, right? Word on the street was Vince McMahon was not happy with Kevin Owens' weight, right? So if he wasn't happy with his weight, why would he put him in the WWE Championship picture? This is what makes me believe that at WrestleMania 35, Kofi Kingston will finally get it done and become the new WWE Champion. Now, I could be wrong. I could be reaching. But why would you remove him from the title picture if you're not looking to create that sympathy factor? We'll find out, folks. But Kofi, uh, Kevin Owens, who didn't really look too happy about the position he was put in, would take on uh, him and he would request that him and Kofi team up to go against Daniel Bryan and Rowan. Owens would hit a Stone Cold Stunner and pin Daniel Bryan. And before anybody goes out there and say, how is the champion getting pinned three weeks in a row on SmackDown? He won the big match at Elimination Chamber. So we move on. And then afterwards, we see them celebrating. But we saw Owens promise Kofi that when he gets that title, he's going to get a shot. So... Only time will tell, folks. But now, it's time for the Tapped Out. Here's our Tapped Out segment of the week. Folks, they celebrated the nature boy, Ric Flair, on Monday night. They celebrated 70 years of one of the greatest wrestlers to ever lace up a pair of boots. But, well, before we get there, if you're on YouTube, look, you know, you had legends, Shawn Michaels, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, Kurt Angle, and the man they call Sting. I mean, Triple H and Stephanie was in there, too. They even gave Flair 
his own belt. And so I'm sitting there wondering, like, why they give him his own belt? Why in the world? Okay, now my screen isn't working. All right, so nonetheless, they gave Flair his own title, right? So I'm like, all right, he's got his, you know, his custom made. We all know how Flair gets down. Gave him a custom made title. Should, should be showing the screen, but for whatever reason, it's not. And I'm like, okay. You give him that, that's pretty cool. And then when it was time for him to come out and that music hit, I don't even know the name of Ric Flair's music, Nature Boy, I guess. When that music hit, there was a delayed entrance. So you're like, okay. So there's still a delayed entrance. So my mind goes, okay, wait a minute. Becky Lynch was arrested for appearing on Monday Night Raw, trying to attack Ronda Rousey, which we'll get into that a little bit later. Could it perhaps mean that Becky had got out of jail and beat up Ric Flair to be the man? You got to beat the man. But no, that's not what happened. Instead, it was Dave Batista. So you say, why is this one tapped out? Look, my show, I'm producing it, I'm editing it, and guess what? It's my thoughts and opinions. I, Brian H. Waters, do not want to see Batista wrestle again. When I really think about it, and I got to look at my DVD collection, I think his might be the one I do not have on purpose. And if I do have it, it's because I got it in a package deal. Never been a Batista guy. Um, never since day one, just, uh, no, you know what? That's wrong. I liked him a little bit coming out of Evolution, but that was because I was tired of Triple H holding the title. And now it's like, here we go again. Batista this, Batista that. Didn't we learn our lesson from WrestleMania 30? I understand he's a big deal in the movie industry, and this is going to sell tickets. Okay, we shall see. WrestleMania breaks records because of Batista, then fine. So what? But that's my tapped out because I just don't want to see the guy return. It's, you know, it's, it's whatever. But I'm going to go ahead and take my only break of the show. Got a word from my boy, Glenn. This is Glenn Thomas with the Wrestling Marks for Excellence, and you're listening to Break It Down with Ryan H. Waters, brought to you by the Wrestling Realm. And I'm back, ladies and gentlemen. So, you you know, you heard me talk about Becky Lynch, Ronda Rousey. This past Monday night, Ronda Rousey was almost attacked by Becky Lynch. Well, she was attacked after her and Natalia's matchup with the Riot Squad for the millionth time. And she got on the microphone. She told Stephanie McMahon, well, actually, she called Vince out. And she called him by his name. Oh, that was pretty interesting. Said, Vince, get out here. I'm like, all right. So, you know, of course, that opened up the opportunity for Vince McMahon to say, who do you, who the hell do you think you are? He didn't. Here comes Stephanie. Um, and of course, there was always, oh, you sent out your daughter, do your dirty work, you know, that whole nine. They say it all the time, right? But Rhonda basically said this. I'm 
I want to fight the best. I want to. I'm going to defend this title. This is just a belt. Whoa! Ain't supposed to use that word. Belt? Can't use the word belt in wrestling. Where they do that at? So she would eventually say, since I can't, she wanted Becky Lynch to be put into the match. She wanted her suspension to be lifted. She even said, "Late, you know." Make it a triple threat match. And the fans start chanting triple threat. And I'm like, wait, when did fans want a triple threat match between those two? They ain't never want that. But guess what? Apparently they did. And Stephanie McMahon would not compromise. So Ronda left the title in the middle of the ring. Said, this is, I don't need this. I'm not fighting the best. So it takes us to SmackDown. Where the queen, Charlotte Flair, says, I'm going to Raw and I'm going to be crowned the champion. And Vince McMahon himself will crown me. Well, we'll find out. Of course, I won't have a problem with that. Everybody knows how I feel about Charlotte Flair. Greatest woman ever to lace up a pair of boots. So, uh, but you know, this whole thing is interesting, man. It's very interesting. We also saw uh, Becky Lynch. I mean, um, no, we saw Nia Jax take on Bailey this past week. Bailey was victorious. Her and Sasha Banks, man, those titles look good. I gotta say, those women's titles they look phenomenal. Uh, what else we see this past week? Um, Ricochet, Alistair Black, they beat the Revival. Then they beat Shinsuke and um, Rusev. So, you know, they out there, uh, I said, yeah, Alistair Black and Ricochet, yeah, I said that. They're out there doing their thing on uh, the main roster. Word on the street is Alistair Black had a go, a farewell um, NXT thing at one of the house shows. So I guess this means they're on the main roster. Only time will tell. I want to talk about this this week because I didn't get a chance to talk about it last week. And that's D-Generation X going into the Hall of Fame. How about that? Finally, getting it done. WWE. So, look, this is what you have. You got Shawn Michaels going in. Two-time Hall of Famer. Triple H. He will be a two-time Hall of Famer because we know Triple H is going to go in by himself. We got X-Pac, who was the one, two, three kid. He was six. A lot of contributions in the business but definitely as a member of the Generation X, don't see him going in by himself. No really need to. Billy Gunn going in. He was, I mean, what a career he's had. Um, from being a smoking gun, uh, was it two-time, three-time tag team champions. Um, then, he was obviously, he was Rockabilly with the Honky Tonk Man. So how, you know, them going in together. But he's the one Billy Gunn. A lot of people didn't really care for the gimmick. But, hey, he was the Intercontinental Champion. He was Mr. Ass, who was in line for a WWE Championship match with Stone Cold Steve Austin. Word on the street. I think Austin may have admitted it that he said, no, this isn't the guy. But there's no denying that in 1999, he was the second heel to Triple H. Especially, Actually, you know what? I got to say, I got to take that back. He was the third heel. Uh, he was making a run to become that second heel, third, because Undertaker was still a top heel. But 
maybe around SummerSlam because him and The Rock's match was the second, uh, um, second semi-main event. And then there's the Road Dog Jesse James, who, outside of Road Dog, obviously had a good career as uh, the roadie. Well, a decent career. Most people would say it was good, but it was memorable to say the least. But they're inducting China, folks. China is going into the Hall of Fame where she rightfully deserves. I could understand people getting upset that they're just putting her in there now. But let's be happy that she is in there. I know they a lot of things, this is a way to get her in, sneak her in or whatever. Would she, If she was alive and she was in the good graces of the WWE, ask yourselves, would she be a two-time Hall of Famer? I think that is something for the elite of the elite people. Brett the Hitman Hart, I think, will be a two-time Hall of Famer if you put the Hart. I think they'll put the Hart Foundation in. Obviously, Triple H, Shawn Michaels, uh, Ric Flair, two-time Hall of Famers. I don't think too many other people. I No, I'm not one to say put Evolution in the Hall of Fame, and here's why. Evolution was good, but it was a stable meant to build up those guys as individuals. It was meant to build Randy Orton and Batista later. D-Generation X, the Four Horsemen, were stables as, to me, the way I always looked at it, they were meant to be together and not necessarily send out singles stars. I don't think the shield goes in as a stable. I think each individual will go in and then you'll say they will remember the shield. Wouldn't even be surprised if you put them in there by themselves. To me, you put in groups of uh, people as because they wouldn't get in by themselves. With the exception of Arn Anderson. But when you think about Arn Anderson, was he really a Hall of Famer without the four horsemen? That's what you have to ask yourself. And I know a lot of people are going to add, they're going to say something. But really, Barry Windham, no. Tully, no. But was Arn Anderson really a, a Hall of Famer without the four horsemen? And that's what I want people, you know, that's what I say. To me, evolution is Hall of every member, as much as I do not like Batista, there's no denying the fact that he's a multiple-time WWE and World Heavyweight Champion. There's no denying the fact he's a Royal Rumble winner. There's no denying the fact he's a Tag Team Champion. Therefore, he is a Hall of Famer. Randy Orton. You could make an argument that he's the greatest out of them all. You could make an argument, I'm... Many people might not listen, but you could have a solid argument. You could talk about how young he is, how much he's accomplished, how good he is in the ring. And you could make an argument that Randy Orton was better than Triple H and Ric Flair. But you don't put them in together because that stable wasn't meant to stay together forever. DX, you never, at that time, we didn't think about DX breaking up. We thought Triple H would win the title and still be a member of D-Generation X. If you thought Triple H could be that guy. Because he still had that mid-cardness 
to him. So that's where I am with that. But another guy going into the Hall of Fame, folks, that is the Honky Tonk Man. So congratulations to the Honky Tonk Man who will be going in also. And obviously there's so many more names. There's rumors of Christian. There's rumors of Bam Bam Bigelow. Of course, rumors of Taz. So that's going to be... Can't wait to see who goes in next. I always love this time of year. I really enjoyed the ceremony. I'm one who will watch it. Shout out to Hillbilly Jim last year. I think we watched his speech was as long as most of our podcasts. But I've been blessed to go to two Hall of Fames. The first one I went to, Edge was the headliner. The second one was Kurt Angle. So... I really enjoyed Angle's speech. Uh, Mike Tyson also went in the year I went to Miami. So did the Four Horsemen. Yoko Zuna um, in Orlando. Who else was there? What? Ah, man. I'm drawing. DDP. G- um, I'm looking right at Ravishing Rick Rude. So the Hall of Fame, if you get a chance, this is one I, I'm definitely, well, I probably won't, but would love to be at, but. I always say, if you get a chance, go to one. Think about all the assemblies you had to sit in school. And then, you know what? Just go to the Hall of Fame. So, it's time to come from the realm. And now, for our From the Realm segment, where I answer your questions from the Facebook fan page, the Facebook group page, and the Twitter wrestling realm so from the realm this week uh just one question um i didn't advertise the questions i was so busy this past couple of days that's why the show is coming out well i'm recording later but shout out to the real emmett b on twitter who is a loyal listener to the show so he's sending a question anyway and his question was is it too late for Cena to turn heel? And if he did, would it be bigger than Hogan's heel turn? So, Emmett, I have to say, I don't think it's too late. But I don't think anything can get bigger than Hogan's heel turn. And here's why. Hogan's heel turn started an entire revolution. There's no NWO without Hogan's heel turn. The NWO doesn't work without Hogan the way it did. Of course, there was rumors about Sting was going to be the third man. Then there was a rumor that Eric Bischoff continuously debunks, and that was Mabel was the third man. But you don't have an NWO. You don't have... Uh, Monday Night War without Hulk Hogan turning heel. And I don't think, even if John Cena was to go to AEW, I don't think we get that. So, that's where I am with that. Um, so, appreciate your question. But ladies and gentlemen, I'm getting ready to wrap things up here. Make sure you are subscribed to the Wrestling Realm. Make sure you are following the realm on twitter at wrestling realm and instagram and make sure you like the facebook fan page follow me at brian h waters 
follow the real Dwayne Allen at Dwayne Allen 24. And like I said, drop a review, hit the subscribe button. The more you review the podcast, the more you review the show, the more other eyeballs get on the product. And that I will highly appreciate. Even if you, everybody knows a wrestling fan. So even if you're just one of my NABJ National Association of Black Journalists family members, and you know somebody who likes wrestling, tell them to check out the show. So until the next time, folks, I'm Brian H. Waters. So long, everybody.